Greetings. I am Kim Seymour from Inspired Serenity by Kim Seymour. Thank you so much for listening in on this podcast on today. If you are listening, you are likely listening through SoundCloud or iTunes. So I really appreciate your subscription to my podcast. If you follow me, you know that most of my work is with young women and women using empowering content to spark a change in the way that we see ourselves so that we can make necessary changes in our lives because our goal is to live the lives that we desire. And we know that in order to do that, we have to look inward and we also have to look at the world around us and decide what changes need to be made so that we can step into who it is that we desire to be and that we are called to be. So that is my usual work. But today, in this podcast, I want to approach a different topic. And today the topic is our children and how are they processing everything that is going on in the world around them. We know that over the past few months in this year of 2020, our children have experienced so much. For many of the adults, this is more death and destruction and chaos that we have seen in our lifetimes. But for many adults, it is a repeat of what they have experienced years back. But for our children, this may be all new. If we think about this year 2020, we are experiencing unparalleled events in our country, our world, our society, our community, and our neighborhoods. And our children are standing by watching, listening, and taking all of this information in. What are their thoughts? What are they thinking? It is so important to communicate with our children. As adults, we focus a lot on building relationships, whether it be in our professional life or even in our personal life. But most of those relationships that really get our time and attention are those in our adult world. But how well are we communicating with our children? And what are we saying? My topic for today is, and what do we tell the children? As our children watch the news, as they listen to the radio, as they scroll through social media, as they listen to adults talking, we have to really think about how we can frame what's happening in our world to communicate to our children. Because like many other things, when children go off to school and interact, they hear things, they see things, and this becomes a part of their experience. 
Many times as adults, we'll see our children come home from school and they will display certain behaviors or use certain words. And, you know, we may know that here in our home, those words or those behaviors aren't a part of the fabric of our home. And we know that they may have picked this up from being around their friends or possibly being in school. And we address those things. But we know that regardless of what we teach them at home, as they go out and they are exposed, it may have an impact on how they show up in their young world. So we have to constantly think of how we can curtail those things and keep them on the right track. That is the plight of the parent in past years in society, period. But now as we think of our children being out of school for two, three months, not being able to socialize with their friends in person, being stuck in the house and having to deal with the additional stress and struggle that may be happening within their homes because of the circumstances that our country is in. What are they thinking? What are they seeing? And what are they hearing? And how do we make sense of it all? Yes, as we see images on TV or social media, we can you know, put the phone down. We come back to the phone later. Put that phone down. Don't spend all your day on social media. We can say, oh, leave the room. There's something on TV I don't want you to see. We can try to shield them. We can try to protect them. We can try to keep them in their young world because we don't want them to worry about what is really going on. But much like going to school, our children are intuitive. They are intelligent. They are knowledgeable. They, they are curious. And yes, they have little minds. And when they see, when they hear, when they experience, they internalize just like we do. But if they're at an immature age, we have to be concerned about what are they internalizing? What are they telling themselves about what they're seeing, about what they're hearing, about why they're not at school, about why there's rioting and, and, and why there's protest? What are we telling them? So today, I want us to think from the perspective of what our children should know at this time. And how do we communicate that to them? And then I want us to think about what changes do we need to make in our homes to better support what we want our children to know, to learn, and to gain from the experiences that are happening. These experiences are here, and whether they go away tomorrow, next week, 
next month is not necessarily the issue. Because these experiences are here, our children are experiencing experiencing them the way that they experience things when they are at school or out hanging out or playing with their friends. So we can't ignore our children's perspectives. We have to think in terms of the age levels of our children, and that will determine what we share. You know, if we have high school children, um, even teenagers, we would share something very different than what we would share with our students or our children in elementary school and our little toddlers that may see something or an image on TV. We have to realize that our job as parents is to prepare our children for the world regardless of their age. And in order to prepare them, we have to provide them with knowledge. So thinking in terms of our older children or high schoolers, what do we say? If they are high school, if they are middle school, And even those elementary school students that have cell phones and social media, they're already forming their opinions. They're already forming their opinions. They're learning from what they see as they scroll. If you have toddlers or young elementary students, and maybe they don't have phones and social media, but they're watching TV. They see images. And those images can be scary. And if they're young, they see images that may tell them how to respond or react in certain situations. If they've seen family members pass away from this pandemic, if they're older, they may understand, but they may have to assume more responsibility in the home. If they're younger, they may not understand. So what are we telling them? I am not in a position and I don't want to tell you how to run your household or what to say specifically to your children. But what I do want to say is our job, again, is to prepare them for the world. And we have to make a point of establishing communication with our children about what is happening in our world and in our country. We can't leave them behind We can't say that, oh, they don't understand what's going on or this is not going to affect them because it already has in some way. And if you think about your child, your children, they may be very different. 
If you have more than one, you might have a child that will come and talk to you about what they're seeing or about what they're feeling. And then you might have a child or children that keep it all inside and internalizes everything. You have to break the barrier of the lack of communication that some children and parents have between them. And yes, it is an added, added weight of homeschooling and making sure that the children are fed and and how do I deal with paying the bills when I may not be working and and maybe the things happening in our community um, that are a part of our society, all those things. Yes, it's a heavy weight and an added weight to say, okay, kids, let, let's sit down and have a conversation. But I guarantee you, I can tell you this, that without that conversation, they're going to internalize and tell themselves whatever, whether they get from social media or their little minds, they're going to tell themselves something about what is happening. But you as parent, as guardian, can step in and make it make sense as best as you can for the little people or young adult people in your life that you are responsible for. It doesn't matter how young. It doesn't matter how old. If they're able to look and see and talk and mommy and daddy and say some words, you might have to determine what exactly do you say, but you have to say something. Even if you're saying, oh, right here, what you're seeing on TV, that part is bad. And we know what bad is. Mommy, daddy, we don't want you to do that thing. We want you to do these kind of things like and give some examples. Or you know what? This is good. We want you to learn to do these kind of things. So you have to address it because when they open their eyes and look, they see it. They dream about it. They become nightmares. And with your older children, it's time to sit down and have some conversations. And those conversations can be, let's talk about what's happening. And again, your upper elementary, your middle schoolers, your high school, let's talk about what's happening right now in our world, in our society. These these giant things that are consuming our world and our communities what is happening and let them start talking this is not about you sitting down and saying look let, let me just tell you what this is about this is what we're going to do about it or this is what this is what it's meaning this is it okay don't worry about it everything's going to be fine all right go on back to your rooms no bring them together and let them talk what do you see is happening right now? How does it make you feel?
what do you feel? Do you do you, what? Talk to me. How do you feel? What are your emotions that are tied to this? And you know what? As adults, sometimes we struggle with emotions. So you might have to have a list. Are you, are you feeling sad, um, frustrated, disappointed? What are you feeling right now? And let them let them process and let them share. And you know what? If, if this is something new, then maybe you talk to your children in advance and say, hey, you know what? We're going to come together this weekend or this day sometime. And we're going to talk about some things that are going on. Oh, dad, mom, I don't want to. F- I understand. But it's important. I want us to talk about it. So start thinking about um, maybe some questions you have and how you're feeling. And we will meet and talk about this as a family. And then that way, maybe they're already prepared to come with something. So you can start your conversation about what do you see that's going on? How does it make you feel? And do you have any questions? And and even as you engage your children in this type of conversation, I would encourage you to do a little research and, and not necessarily, you know, lengthy, but of course, you may already be well aware of what's going on. But do a little research, maybe, you know, some things about the certain situations you don't know. Because there will be an opportunity in your conversation for you to kind of provide information. You may have to clarify some things because when you ask the question, what do you see that's going on when they speak? You may have to come around and and do a little bit of fact sharing so that they understand. So you have to have your information after you go through these three questions of what do you see that's going on? How does it make you feel? What are your emotions? And do you have any questions? And then from there, let the dialogue begin. Begin to answer their questions. If you have a good relationship with your children, they may start to ask you questions. You should also be prepared to share your responses. What do you see that's going on? How does this make you feel as an adult? Children want to know that they are not alone in their thoughts and their feelings And you as the parent are the perfect example to say, you know what? Hey, you're not alone. This is what I feel. And after you've shared your perspective, you've heard theirs and now you're sharing yours. What are we doing about this? How do we go forward? How do we go forward? You can't just have them answer these questions. You answer the questions then and say, great job. Thank you all for sharing. Okay, go back to your rooms or whatever you were doing. Because you want to have them walk away with some closure 
just from your conversation. So what are we going to do as a family about this? What are, what are some agreements maybe that we're going to have? Maybe as a family we'll meet weekly and, and really just talk about where we are on our feelings. Maybe we'll establish a set of norms for how we're going to really address this in our home. Maybe we can say, you know what, whenever you're feeling uneasy, whenever you are feeling anxious, you can come talk to me or your dad or whoever the guardians may be, grandma, auntie, uncle, grandpa, and then, or we can call a family meeting. If it's just something that you're personally feeling, we'll talk about it. But you know what, if you're feeling something, and I'm thinking your siblings may be feeling something, we may call everybody together. So how are we going to move forward? What is our action going to be? Okay, whenever you're feeling something, don't work, come talk to me. Okay, we're going to meet weekly as a family and just kind of revisit and see where everybody is. And what else? What else will we do? I think it's important to provide some positivity and all the negative things that are happening. And even make distinctions between things like rioting and protesting. And that's what I'm talking about with your research. You want to come with some information because, again, your older children have already been reading. So what what is the difference? How do we share what every human being's right is, which is to assemble and to share their feelings and their thoughts and to stand on an issue. How do we make sense of that? And then we see rioting as a part of that. So let's make sense of that for our children. Let's make sense of the pandemic. And and we can't necessarily make in our minds, we may be thinking, how do I make sense of that? From there, you just have to remind your children about the importance of protecting themselves when they go out to the stores and, you know, social distancing and wearing our mask, those kind of things. And you be the example for your children. And, and if your family has lost someone, how do we come together? And, and, and what about the uncertainty of what's coming? So all of this needs to be a part of your conversation. And it's okay to not know it's okay as a parent to be anxious yourself. I don't know what the fall is going to look like for school, but I can tell you, as your parent, we're going to figure out what we need to do here and do the best that we can. 
See, you don't have to make any empty promises by saying, oh, everything's going to be just fine. Especially if you don't know. But you can certainly make the promise that as a parent, we will do, or as parents, we will do what we need to do to make sure that you, our children, our children, are protected, are loved, are taken care of, are educated, we'll do our best. That is the reassuring part that the parent should provide. And you may leave this meeting with your children and go in your room and you and your your spouse may say, what did we just say? We have no clue how we're going to make it till tomorrow. But remember, you didn't say that it would all be better and we got it. It's all under control. You said we will do our best. And if your best is barely making it, that's your best. But if you continue in this line of communication and and things aren't working the way maybe you had planned, that should be a part of your conversation. If you have the older children where you're able to sit down and say, you know, we are struggling, but again, We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to make sure that we're able to provide. That's with your older children. You bring them together. You ask them how, what do you see that's happening? You ask them, how do you feel? What are your emotions? And do you have any questions? And then you as the parent also share what you see. And how it makes you feel and what are your emotions? And even if you have questions that they can't answer, but if you just have questions, it's okay to share. And then you come up with some norms around how you will work as a family to get through this. Again, you might have a child and let them know, hey, if you're experiencing some anxiety or something about what's going on, come talk to me. Are you going to meet weekly as a family and talk about where we are with this? And do a little research before you come together so that you have information. And then thinking about our younger ones that we may not necessarily want to share a a whole lot of anxiety with them and a lot of, you know, letting them know where we're nervous and we're afraid as well. But you can still sit them down and ask the same questions. What are you thinking about this? How does this make you feel? What are your questions? And and you where you may not necessarily answer all of the questions that they answer, you can definitely say, you know what, mommy and daddy feel this way too. But you know what, we're going to work to make sure you're safe. So you may not go into much detail, but you're going to reassure them. If you have a big span of age and you have older, older children and young ones, maybe you'll have a separate meeting or maybe you'll have one where it's general. And then maybe you'll send the little ones off to play and you just have a more in-depth conversation with the older ones. 
So you'll have to see how that works for you. But I, I want to make sure that we know the importance of talking to our children in the midst of what is happening in our world, in our country. Because if we don't talk, they're getting it from someone else anyway. They're hearing it anyway. They're seeing it anyway. And regardless of how many filters you have on the phone and how many parent controls you have, the information is getting to them. And while it may not be correct information, it's getting to them. So you have to be the adult that comes and shares the correct thing, the facts, and makes sense of it all. And I want to speak to the rebels in the family and the, the children that you have. And when I say rebels, I'm not saying necessarily in a bad way, but I'm saying those children that you have that are passionate about what is happening, that are passionate about race wars and are passionate about wanting to see something different. And then the, the children that are passionate about helping those that are sick, those that fall ill to the pandemic. For those that want to make a stand in cases where maybe it seems like everybody in the country or the world is not on the same page and it may stir up emotions, whether it be with the pandemic or the current race issues that we have. You will have to treat those situations calmly, a little differently, and with the background knowledge for yourself. If we're thinking in terms of the pandemic and the sickness that is happening and you have that really passionate spirit in your home and your children or one of your children, there's always a need for medical professionals. There's always a need for people to be an example. So encourage your child to social distance and wear a mask. And those in the current pandemic that want to help, they want to go out and they want to help you know, prepare meals and they want to go out and make sure that people that are less fortunate are taken care of during this pandemic. Just sense make for them. Sense make. You have to be safe. You have to take care of yourself. Let's sit down together and figure out how you can help and still make sure that you are protected. And if you as a parent don't necessarily know, research before you have the conversation. But if you have that passionate person that wants to get out in the world and society and do something about this pandemic, 
you may be able to shield them, may be able to force them to stay in the house, may be able to do all that for now. But if it's stirring inside of them, you as the parent, you have to help them to know how to channel that energy into something positive, but that's still going to keep them safe. So do your research. How can a teenager help in this current circumstance and, and, and help them figure out what that is and help them accomplish that? That can help with building a relationship between you and your child and also with that communication, but it's helping them to see how they can do that, but still be responsible. And then if you have that child or children that are really upset with the racial issues that we are having in our country and in our society and our communities and our neighborhoods, then you want to share that it's okay to stand up because everybody needs to stand up for something. That's how society is going to evolve and continues to evolve because people stand up. And again, research, because you can share how society has evolved in ways based on other people that stood up. And I, I this is what I encourage you to do as a parent. And I know that I'm talking to you as if you are the teacher, but aren't we teachers right now during this pandemic? But it is my hope that even after this pandemic, that families will find a way to continue to communicate and meet together weekly or biweekly and and really talk about things that are happening. It may be daily. You may meet over dinner and that's great. But these lines of communication must be open and must remain open if we are going to to prepare our children for this world. So do your research. Bring up history. Who were those individuals that took a stand? And how did they do it? And what were the repercussions what were the ramifications of what they did we have to make sense of what is happening but we have to be able to make a distinction for our children on what is allowed and what is not allowed We have to think about the end result that as a society, as communities, as a country, what is the end result that we want to see? So your conversation with your child is about, yes, stand up for what you believe in. Absolutely stand up. But there is a way to do it to get the results that you are looking for. And yes, there may be people that believe that if 
I stand up peacefully, nobody is going to listen and nobody is going to hear me and no changes will be made. And that may be true in some respects. But what are we trying to lose here? Are we trying to lose or are we trying to gain? Over time, over time, over time, we will gain. If our wonderful children that want to stand up for the current situation going on in our country, you must educate them on the best way. Even though there are emotions and their feelings and everything is 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 stirring up anger and negative vibes inside what is the right way what is the most effective way you have to make the distinction and you have to make the determination I can't tell you how to run your household. But what I can tell you is that we need to talk to our children, young and old, about what's happening and about how they can respond. Because the goal is not to cause more destruction, more death, more harm, than good. I am a woman of faith and the Bible tells us about how to respond. The Bible tells us about being angry and and, and not acting out that anger in a negative way. The Bible tells us about peace. The Bible tells us about standing up. But there is a right and a wrong way. So if you have a child in your home that is really passionate about what they see and want to do something about it, Do your research and sit down and talk with your child about how this can be done without causing more destruction. That has to come from you. And the final part of this part that I'm saying is You have rules and expectations in your home as a parent. 
And as a parent, it's okay to say, I understand you're upset, you're angry, you are sad, you're hurt, and you want to do something about it. But here in this house, under this roof, that is not the way that we do it. Now, much like you sat with your child that really wants to do something to help communities during the pandemic, you would do the same with your child that wants to walk out and protest. You would say, okay, let's sit down and talk about this. How can you make your voice heard? Our young people today believe some that in order for your voice to be heard, it has to evolve into actions so that you will hear me. And if that's the case, what are the actions? And that's what your conversation will be about. And then set some limits. Okay, yes, you can speak up. This is what you can do. This is what you absolutely cannot do. And sense make. You have to sense make more than saying, I don't want you to go out and get hurt. I don't want you to go out and get arrested. I don't want you to go out and and be a part of this. You have to, it has to be more than that. Because if you have an older child that's, that's developed their own thinking and their own emotions and their thoughts, you have to do better than just say, oh, you can't do this because I said sense make. You can't do this because if you do this, this will happen and it may stop this. Sense make. So today, the purpose of this podcast was to really talk about how are we going to engage our children in conversations around what is happening with the pandemic and the racial issues in our world, in our society. And to sum up the fact that parents need to be extremely involved at this time, You have to establish some family meetings and some conversations because they're getting it with or without you speaking to them. And I want you to always remember those influences, which may be friends, social media, you know, nowadays influences. Well, let me say before influences would be the friends and you might could have limited that. Oh no, you're not hanging with so-and-so. You can't go with so-and-so. That was years ago. And now the influences can be friends, 
social media, internet, all of the above. And it's becoming increasingly difficult for parents to really have an impact on that. But you have to be able to be the one communicating and talking about these things so that your child doesn't have to get their thoughts and opinions from influences outside of the home. And as I bring this podcast to a close, I want to talk about your family values and your morals as individuals in your home. There needs to be a time where you share your family values with your children. They need to know what you value as a family, as as the heads of the house. They need to know what's important to you. They need to know what you stand for. They need to know. So you must communicate those values. And then after you communicate the values, you need to make sure that as the adults in the home that you are living them. Whatever you said you valued, it needs to be seen. Your children need to see it. And then I want you to think about your individual morals as husband and wife or grandmother, mother, grandfather, mother, whatever the combination in the home is for those that are raising the children. What are your morals? And what I mean by morals is, is what right, what is right to you? What is wrong? This should be seen as well. And the, the family values and your morals should be in the fabric of your home. so that your children will grow and take on those morals and values with the hope that they are positive, uplifting, and on the right side of living. And when you have gotten the values and the morals and and your, your children have an understanding of how your home works and you've communicated and you're showing it and it becomes a part of who they are, then they will begin to make those, those decisions that align with your values and your morals. But you're going to have to keep a close watch because of the influences of the social media and the friends outside of the home and all of those things. But you cannot expect your children, to know how to respond, how to react, how to perceive, how to internalize, what to think 
about things that are happening. You can't expect them to think the same way as you if they don't see or don't know what your values are. And the last thing is the consistency of how you live in your home. If you have sat your children down and said, this is what we value as a home, as a family. And then you, you show that for two days and then the next day you've, you're gone on to doing something else. It's inconsistent. And they will see it. They will know it and they will become inconsistent or pick one way and go that way or pick the other way and go the other way. So you have to show them consistency. I value family time. I'm sitting my children down and I'm saying, you know what? I value family time. This is what we value in this home. I value family time. But then I don't spend time with you for the next two or three weeks. The child begins to think family's not important to you. Now you said it was, but it's obviously not. So these are the things that you have to think about. It's tough being a parent, isn't it? And it's, it, it's tough being a parent because we know that we are on this life journey and this is a journey and it's a life journey. So we're still trying to get it right. And in the midst of trying to get it right, we have these children and we have to help them to get it right. But if we don't have it right, they're not going to get it right. So we have to put things in perspective. So I'm going to end this podcast with something that I usually um, a challenge, which is what I usually do with my broadcast and my podcast for women. And that is I'm, I'm going to challenge you today. I'm going to challenge you to take some time. And to really internalize this podcast and think about how you will begin this process with your family, with your children. If you have a spouse, sit down and talk to your spouse about, hey, look, we, we, we got to get on the ball. If, if you haven't already, if you talk to your family, your children every night over dinner, I applaud you. If you meet every week, I applaud you. If every day you're having conversations about what you see and what they hear and what you hear and what they see on social media and what if you're having those conversations, I applaud you. You're steps ahead of the game. They're 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 already starting to know your value values without you even sitting down and saying, hey, these are my values. But if you haven't, I challenge you to think about how you're going to begin that process. Because it's important, it's necessary, it's needed, it's urgent. Because these children, your children, my children are our future. And if we're going to prepare them for the world, We have to prepare them for the world. We're not preparing them for a world that doesn't exist. We're not preparing them for a utopia, a perfect world. 
if we were preparing them for a perfect world, we wouldn't have to do anything because the world is already perfect. They'll just go out there and just be a part of it. But we have to prepare them for the world and the world is our world that we are living in now. You have to prepare them. And now is the time. And finally, so I challenge you to, to decide how you're going to establish this communication with your children and, and how you're going to make it a regular thing and how you're going to speak to the, the child that wants to go out and help everybody because of the pandemic and then the child that wants to go out and let their voice be heard in the current race issues. So research before you sit down and talk to them, because those are very sensitive topics. And it's very, if you're having to talk to them, you've already identified, oh, these are my passionate babies right here. You're going to have to approach carefully. So you got to do your research. You have to be prepared. Because the information that they're getting, not necessarily, nobody's necessarily preparing that, especially if it's a friend calling and saying, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Let's go down they're not researching. You have to come from a place of knowledge. Okay. Now the last thing. And, um, as I get ready to end this podcast and and don't forget your challenge, the challenge is to sit down with your spouse and decide how are we going to make this a regular thing where we're talking to our children about what's happening in the world so that we can prepare them. And then how are we going to make sure that we show them what we value through our actions? And the last thing that I want to share is that your child, your children have a voice. I'm going to say it again. Your child, your children have a voice. Okay. They can talk. You can hear them. They have a voice. They say, mom, dad, I'm hungry. Can we go here? Do we have to do that? Can I watch this? Can I play with that? We hear them. That's their voice. But the other thing I want to say And hear me closely. You have to allow them to use their voice. Now, hear me closely again. You have to allow them to speak to you with what they're feeling, what they're thinking what they want to do. So what am I saying here? Just because they have not graduated high school or, you know, finished middle school or elementary school and gone on to college and got their degree and now they're, you know, able to say, Mom, this is what I do want to do with so-and-so. Sometimes we want to wait till they're adults to listen to them, to hear them, to allow them to have a voice. And that's not serving them. That's doing them an injustice. Allow them to have a voice in your home first. 
because if you allow them to have a voice in your home first, you can begin to hear what they are thinking by what they say. And you can begin to correct that. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's not how we do that. No, that's that's not how we do that in here. OK, now I understand what you're saying, but think from this perspective. But if you shut them down. When they open their mouth. You won't get to hear what they are thinking. You won't know what they want to do, what their actions will be. You won't even know what they stand for. This is not permission for any child or young adult, teenager, to be disrespectful with their voice in the home. That's not the kind of voice I'm talking about. I'm talking about the voice that says, this is how I feel about something. And you allow them that space. And then you educate them. That's one of the best ways to know your young one is allowing them to have a voice. And if you work to train that voice in your home, hear me, hear me good. If you work to train that voice that they have in your home, thinking about your values, your morals, based on the communication that you have and based on the meetings that you've been having and If you allow them to have the voice in your home where you can train their voice, then when they go out, they will know how to stand up for what's right, for what they are passionate about, for what they believe in. But if you silence them in your home and they have all of that passion down within them, when they get the opportunity to get from up under you, get away, whatever that may be, they will use their untrained voice to speak. And it is the untrained voice that often gets ignored because sometimes the untrained voice is so loud and out of control that you can't hear what's being said. Let your children have a voice. I started the podcast with, and what do we tell our children? I am ending the podcast with, and what do they tell you? And how do you respond to the voice that you are allowing them to have in your home? 
I am Kim Seymour from Inspired Serenity by Kim Seymour. And I thank you for listening in on this podcast on today. I challenge you as parents to open the lines of communication or keep the lines of communication open with your children during this current time. We are preparing them for the world out there and the world out there is what it is. We can't shield them. We can protect them, but we have to prepare them. And regardless of how uncomfortable it may be, it must be done. You would much rather your children to learn the ropes of how to survive out there in your home than to learn the ropes of how to survive out there, out there. Thank you if you listen to me on SoundCloud or iTunes. Thank you so much for subscribing. I ask that you would share this podcast with a parent that needs a little push on what to say to their children during this time. You can connect with me on Facebook at Inspired Serenity by Kim Seymour. And you can also visit my website at inspireyourserenity.com. There you will find empowering content for women to make necessary adjustments within themselves and the world around them to live the lives that they so desire and those that they are called to live. Thank you again for listening in on this podcast. And until next time, you have an awesome, awesome 